And now welcome to the third and final act of our conversation on Sonic 06 with Zelani Stewart. We are so grateful to Zelani for talking with us about Sonic 06, and we really enjoyed this conversation. We hope that you do too. So get ready to learn why Rouge is actually the best, why Shadow is also the best, and why Sonic is actually good, which I know you know. Let's move on and talk a little bit about, because uh, we've covered some of Silver's story as we've chatted about this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Shadow. Uh-huh. So Shadow's story, he's you find out by basically by inferring that he's now working for uh, Gun, the, yeah. the government agency, Yeah. which was, which he was placed against in Shadow the Hedgehog for the majority of the game. Yeah, super wax. <laughs> super <mean>. Yeah. <laughs> and so now he's a part of it and he's working for the president uh, and he is tasked with saving Rouge, who has been tasked with finding the Scepter of Darkness, uh, aka the Book of Darkness, aka Mephilus. Yeah. And then over the course of, the, of Shadow's story, you find out his big emotional moment being that you find out that it after the events of Mephilus of Iblis being released, Shadow gets persecuted for uh, having power. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that Iblis does, in some sense, I guess. And there is maybe some tie to like you brought this whole Black Doom thing, and you were a part of that. So how do we know you're not right. a part of this? And uh, so we we literally see Shadow crucified, um, which Mephilus mirrors in his weird Oof, way too. Yeah. And then find out that Shadow's one of Shadow's only friends, a robot, uh, Omega is the one that will be program- tasked and programmed to hunt him down and uh, crucify him. And so we are given a really, really long conversation between these people talking about like how that feels for them and how it's unfair and how yeah. even Omega is like, sorry, but we've seen Rouge totally decide Omega's next 50 years for him. Yeah. So, so we know that it's totally possible uh, and that even his friends don't have a problem giving him an order that's going to last for a century. Yeah. And that, for me, uh, after watching these, this is the emotional heart of this whole game. Uh-huh. Like, the the actual successful emotional moment for me is is seeing, like, Shadow coming to terms with, uh, in Shadow the Hedgehog, I decided to be a hero. Am I going to continue to do that knowing that whether or not I am a hero, if I fail in any meaningful sense? Yeah everyone is going to turn on me no matter what yeah so so like one of the things is like is i feel like it's i feel like it's it's really useful to mention or at least in my opinion that that team dark is like the best part of sonic games i mean like absolutely you know, like yes. yeah team dark is so good and they're always super good you know and just you know I, I'm, I'm never surprised that like the best the, the best kind of like emotional thematic content and character content comes from the relationship between shadow Rouge, and omega I turned to Nick during this and was like, these are the only set of friends, including Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. This is the only set of friends in this game that I believe yeah. are friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, we talked to Merritt and really just just laughed about Shadow the Hedgehog, the game, being silly and weird and all of its like silly stuff in it. But Shadow the Hedgehog, the character, especially through your reading and, and through this, you know, looking at this game, is like such a good character, actually. Mm-hmm that it's a shame that his game was contextualized maybe in this sort of cultural moment of, of new metal and, and guns, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Like he, he, he is super interesting and his emotions are like his emotional landscape is complicated and, and actually more grown up than mm-hmm. any other person in this game almost. Uh-huh. Uh, and he can drive. 
And, and he can he can drive. He's not very good at it, but he can do it. <laughs> no. He's, he's not, like, creative. Him uh, turning backwards every time you reverse a car in his story <laughs> is one of my favorite animations in the Sonic universe ever. Yeah, because he, <laughs> yeah, he puts his arm on like the back part of the pair. Like he's, <laughs> like, like he's like, yeah, this is my Chevrolet. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's total, really, it's really good. like dad driving move. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. He's like really, <laughs> he's like really dad about it. It's like I'm like dad drives, you know, like yeah. Without fail, every time he uh, he does it, too, which makes it so... I'm sorry, I was playing with a coin. We have a plastic coin that I play with every time we record that's just sitting in here, and I just accidentally snapped it in half. So that was... We got distracted by that for a second. Well, one, 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 one of the things one of the things for me is is that, like, the, the second thing that's really good about saddle driving is that, like, especially when he's in the rover, is that, like, when he turns the wheel, like, with the steering wheel, <laughs> and, like, like, he, like, he turns his head and his body, like, with the steering wheel, so it kind of looks like a child, like, playing with a steering wheel because he's like yes. you, know, you know like he doesn't turn it like an adult turns it like he just turns with his hands he turn, he does it with his whole body and he does it really yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. which which makes it look like a kid's toy because the steering wheel doesn't have a lot of rotation so he's just like boom, 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 look at me I'm gonna go. you know it's like really bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow up all the robots I, yeah you exactly know, right like, it's like really bad oh Jesus oh, you know um, but yeah I mean like like Team Dark is like super is, is fantastic and that whole you're yeah. right the whole section is 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 kind of like the emotional core um i mean the thing about team dark is that the way they come together their circumstances are so interesting right they're sort of like mm-hmm. this weird like ragtag team that like in a way like they have they all work for the same place but they have more devotion to each other than they do to anything else you know yeah yeah and that, and that and that scene kind of like it's it's sort of like around that loyalty even though i mean i have to say that like you know i mean again the characters the shadow is kind of awful Rouge is kind of awful for you. I mean, like... Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, you know, but the thing is, but the fact that that still comes out and it's still clear, even though, like, all the writing is terrible and, like, they sound kind of awful, like, the fact that that emotional course still comes through is, is such a testament yeah. to those mm-hmm. characters. I mean, like, it's it's great, you know? Yeah, they, they could have a story of their own that grounds them as more, like, realistic and interesting, so I would love that. That would be so good. Oh, yeah, it'd be fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? That's really what Shadow the Hedgehog should have been, honestly. It's just yeah, like, absolutely. Like, it really should have just been Shadow and Rouge just hanging out and talking and like smoking together. And yeah, stuff. yeah the fact that <laughs> uh, and and trying to cram all of these different characters into all of these games is part of what makes them so confused and muddied. I yeah, think. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, because which they is, all have which is a bit of a contradiction because Sonic Adventure Two works so well, so you think they'd be yeah. able to, to know how to do it, and they just fail at it. Again again. Sonic Adventure 2 has a smaller cast still, yeah. and they have they have pretty clearly defined, like, even though everybody's got their own priorities, we've got two sets of people that are both working towards similar goals, so mm-hmm. it's easier to follow. Mm-hmm. And if you choose, like, you choose at the beginning of Sonic Adventure Battle, or Adventure 2 yes. Battle, like, which story you're going to play, mm-hmm. where in the Shadow the Hedgehog game, literally every level gives you the opportunity to change sides, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. At, at whim, which makes it harder to make a cohesive story. Mm-hmm. It's very non-committal. Uh, altogether. It's kind of exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and Sonic 06 does a better job of balancing than that. Like, they kind of establish this, like, yeah, these are all kind of on the same side, or they're all willing to work together if they need to, and this kind of problem is bigger than them. Yeah, the thing, the thing but, for me is that, like, when people talk about how Sonic has too many characters, they're kind of just talking about Sonic 06 and not really anything else. Um, even Sonic Heroes mm-hmm. is, like, pretty... I mean, Sonic Heroes has a lot of sure. characters, but they do it in a way that's kind of fun. It feels like everyone's having a party. 
um yeah which is yeah. why i like it but sonic 06 is like the only game where it's like okay this is like really weird now like if you it's like weird like it's like a weird salad bowl of people like it's, it's yeah, yeah 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 i don't think there are too many characters in sonic i just think that it's it it creates that possibility for it to be kind of yeah for sure feeling i, I, I think sonic 06 is definitely yeah. the game where that feeling is very real and i think when people talk about that they're mostly thinking about that game and then they just kind yeah. of apply it to everything and so like right. you know because the thing is, like, it is really strange. And, and it's because of the way the game is designed, too. Because the, the way that came, like, very abruptly. Because it doesn't give people mm-hmm. their own sections. It, like, yeah. it, like, gives people half a section sometimes. Which makes yeah. it feel... Which, which gives you the sense that they're cramming people together. And so, yeah. like, when, you, when you're playing Shadow... Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, so... Because <laughs> if we're talking about Shadow now, then we can talk about all the yeah. good Shadow stuff. So, so in, in yeah, yeah. Kingdom Valley... I was playing Kingdom Valley last night. And, like, the, this Kingdom Valley starts with Shadow in uh what is what is it even it's like a it's like the thing that you fly on in like far cry it's like yeah. it's like a wheat it's yeah it's like a it, it, it's almost like a thing you have to, it has a large handlebar on it and you can kind of like fly on it it's um, like a flying platform kind of thing no or, it's like a or is this it's like something you can hang on and it's almost like a oh oh a ha- like a hang glider yeah, so yeah a hang glider. so he has yeah. this like hang glider with missiles on the side of him <laughs> <laughs> so cool no, but he, and, the, and the thing is it starts with hang gliders with the missiles on the side of them and but, yeah. but it's, it doesn't control like a hang glider because you can basically move because there's rockets at the end of it which means you can move yeah. it up and down and such but like <laughs> but like the, the scene lasts like that whole section that starts with it last maybe 30 seconds it's like really strange or short it's almost I want an airplane, but I want it to be dangerous. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine Shadow saying that to someone. He's like, I want an airplane, but I want it dangerous. Everyone, like, oh, I, I don't want shields or, or it to, I don't want it to be heavy at all. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one of the things is, is like, it's like a weird shoot 'em up section that lasts yeah. about 30 seconds. It's like really, it shows a lot of like the haphazard way the game is built because yeah. you go through maybe like one bridge, past one bridge, and then like you get to like a wall like a large mountain that it looks like he's about to hit and like you can't turn away from it yeah and then the camera switches to shadow like from the bottom looking upwards of shadow about to hit the mountain and then it just cuts and then loads to something else (laughs) (laughs) and he made it somehow which which always like causes me anxiety because i'm always about to get to the mountain and i'm like this is weird why like am i about to hit that am i gonna hit why is there and then then it just goes away you know and it's like really it's like a really strange part because you're not (laughs) you're not sure if it was supposed to be like a full segment of shadow doing this they they, they right they just made it they just constructed into like 10 seconds of this happening and then it just ran out into shadow like doing that thing that happens in green fours and sonic adventure 2 where shadow is like propelled from the sky into the level Mm -hmm. so like he's propelled down into the level he walks 10 meters and then rouge is there and Rouge is like hey this is my level <laughs> off. Um, now we're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some some treasure hunting now. So and then yeah. Rouge does a treasure hunting part of it. Um, which the thing about that for me is that, I mean, here's the thing about Rouge, that about Sonic Six with Rouge is that one. She's yeah. your favorite, right? Oh, I mean, she's the best. She's the best Sonic character ever. I mean, like I think I, I always felt that that was an argument. I mean, she's totally amazing. One of the th- but the thing about Rouge is that a her levels are the best levels in the game. Um, yeah yeah right okay so so her level which is which is kind of just her level which is the the forest level is is the most functional and smoothest pace level in the entire game not only that mm-hmm. not only does she have the best level in the game she does the best part of she 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 does she performs the most clever thing in the story 
right? Which is that she tells Omega to wait for, I think, yes, how, right. how long? Like, a hundred years or something? Like It's like a she, long time. Yeah, yeah, like, she programs, she programs, she, she tells Omega to sit there and to wait for a hundred years so that when the time skip happens, he's there to save them later in the future, yeah. which is the most clever thing in the story, you know? So she yep, also does yep. that, too. So it, it requires you to uh, condemn one of your closest friends to sitting around for a hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's like I think. I mean, I mean, Omega. I feel like Omega in in his carnation wouldn't mind. I think comic book Omega yeah. would mind that because comic book Omega is like really sassy. But yeah, well, he was Omega in Shadow of the Hedgehog too. It seems like the Sonic games can't decide whether Omega is just a robot or like an actual full yeah intelligence yeah it, yeah. it, goes, it definitely goes back and forth um omega's probably the most mean and aggressive in sonic heroes and then he it's like progressively a little bit more like feely feely over time mm-hmm. yeah um, and that's something that happens in chrono trigger too they have robo like there's a part of that game where you can start robo in the year 600 like plowing a field to replant a forest and then you can go to the year 1000 and the forest is grown back and he's there and rusty and like dead but you can, re- but then you like fix him up and bring him back, and he's like, "Oh, good, hi, good to see you again." Yeah, this kind of stuff has always made me so unhappy. I, I know we've talked about this before, yeah. but like artificial intelligence ethics actually <laughs> doesn't matter. It matters to me a lot. Uh-huh. And this, like, I I do love Rouge, but I was getting mad when we were watching this segment because yeah. I was like, "This is so, like, it's so crummy." Like because she saw omega like rusted and broken down right before she decides to do this and so she got the idea to have her friend do this uh-huh. because she saw her friend dead in a in this huge hellscape uh-huh. and was like oh well his hardware will hold up so maybe if i just tell him to go ahead and wait around yeah yeah and it's so it's it seems very very grumpy to me and then we don't even know exactly what omega does he just walks off in the distance <laughs> and then ends up right there when shadow needs him yeah yeah yeah, so it's 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 definitely so it's definitely a, a strange section. I, I think I think what I what I felt when when I did that, I was like really surprised about it. That that was like that that was like one of the parts where one of the few parts where it feels like the game actually understands how its plot is working that it could do yes. something. Yes, like that. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's the it's the one thing where well, but t- there's the like shadow putting Mephilus in the scepter and then coming back out of the scepter. Like that's a good sort of connected dot yeah. kind of thing. And then this like sending omega into the future yeah Those exactly kind of, there, essentially there these like future yeah yeah you know uh also can we talk about mephilus's uh design when he goes uh, both when he is just the puppet and when he goes into like ice monster that is the coolest boss in this game yeah um yeah i like that character yeah i like mephilus's design in general i think he's i think it's probably like the most like intentional and and the most like co- yes. I mean not cohesive, but like the most um like the clearest design in terms of like what the design is supposed to say, right? Yeah. Because because he just looks exactly like a hedgehog, and so therefore he's automatically a comment on the whole Sonic as an image, you know? Okay. Yeah, Sonic yeah, that, yeah. And as an image that is like e like replicable, you know? And so that's that's when yeah. the king feels like it becomes a little bit of a meta commentary. The fact that Mephilus looks like everyone else, but he's a bit of a puppet. And he moves in this very strange way, and so he's kind of like a zomb, like a sort of weird, like earth spiritual, but also kind of zombified version of other people. And so yeah, that, be- yeah. and so it ends up becoming like a really good perspective, and that's why I think his design is actually really good too. You know? Yep. Um, it reminds me of uh, I have you seen that joke? I think it was a tweet uh, about Waluigi, where uh, Waluigi is described as like so you have Wario, which is flipped off of Mario, and yeah. Luigi, which is flipped off of Mario. Yeah. Uh, in another way but you have waluigi which is mario flipped and then flipped again yeah <laughs> uh, into 
into something that has no identity outside of the things it is referencing. And I was thinking about that, uh, especially when they have that really dramatic shot where Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, they put a filter over a shot of him to like totally reinforce like Mephiles in black and white is supposed to be a variant on Shadow in some sense. Yeah. Yeah. You and know. so you're looking at Sonic the Hedgehog flipped into Shadow, and then Shadow flipped into Mephilus. So yeah. Mephilus is the Waluigi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so he's the Waluigi. <laughs> I mean, one one of the yeah. things is that he's he's kind of like what I like is that is that you know he's a bit he's a little bit like Metal Sonic to Sonic, except that it's not about technology. It's about more like a more of a a bit of more like a misty kind of like spiritual themed, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The, the sort of like the uh, dramatic structure of the way that Mephilus relates to Shadow is kind of like how Sonic relates to Metal Sonic. Um, yeah. which is a good thing, right? Because it shows that they understand like that this is a particular conflict that works and that they can do again in a story. Um, yeah. you know, so I mean that, that that's, that's generally a good thing. Um, I like Mephiles quite a bit. Um, I mean everyone everyone's voice acting is terrible, so like I can't even say like, oh, it sounds bad. The thing about <laughs> yeah. what, what I want to say about Rouge is that Rouge yeah is in this in this game really disappointing because she relegates so much of her agency to Shadow. And sure. And the thing is that Shadow is also I mean it's it's the gender it's the gender politics of it too. It's kind of like yeah. the first part where you feel like this is what like all of like the Shadouge people like get really on. It's like they like they, they, they see this particular relationship and then oh. they think that this is something that makes sense, which is you know, Rouge is like saying like, Hey Shadow, do you want to see something? Shadow's like, No, I don't care. You know, and so they're kind of like 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 Shadow feels <sighs> a little bit shallow in, in a lot of ways because he feels super cold. And just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, um, unresponsive. And even though yeah. it, you you would think that makes sense because of all the things that Shadow has been through, and so in some ways it kind of makes sense. But in the other sense, yeah. one of the reasons why I liked Shadow and Sonic Adventure Two was because Shadow was super melodramatic and emotive, and you can tell that he cared about things in a way that yeah. was really earnest and interesting. No one understands that about Shadow, right? But when it comes mm-hmm. to Rouge, Rouge is the other way around, where you know Rouge, you know. Um, even though like her costume is like very feminized, you know, Rouge is always someone who is really interesting because the concept of Rouge and pretty much all the Sonic, a lot of the Sonic media, um, save a couple of games where she doesn't, you know, where it's not very clear, is that the concept of Rouge is that she's older than everybody and she's better at everything. Like yeah. the whole the whole idea of, of Rouge is that is that she's been doing things a little bit longer than everyone else and she's also better at stuff and she gets what she wants is kind of she's very capable yeah she's extremely capable and she gets everything she wants she always wins is kind of the idea is it is and and so like to see her kind of like pinned down a bit like put in a pinhole a little bit in sonic 6 is really disappointing yeah the scene where they talk about what's going to happen to shadow in the future and she's kind of like she kind of turns away and she's like i want you to know no matter what happens i'm with you yeah you know it was like oh you know and the thing about that was that like you could have like like you know Again, like the the point of it gets through, but it could have been done in a way that affirms her agency instead of like takes Ex- it away and sort of gives it all to Shadow. You know exactly. It's it's like so hat. Yeah, it's like so <laughs> yes, <hat>. and her <laughs> yeah. agency is removed. Omega's agency is removed, and so like we are looking at a situation where even though it's the most realistic uh, friendships, it is also one hundred percent based around people and their responses to shadow yeah and this big and so mess of like the un the unresponsive male yeah as de facto the, like oh well we're all working to make sure Sa- shadow's okay yeah he's not giving us anything yeah mm-hmm. and so and the thing is, is is that that could have been done in a way that felt just like a little bit 
a little bit less het in the sense that it's a little bit less where everyone's pigeonholed in their particular gender roles you yeah. know what I mean in a way that's like so oh, aggr- yeah. so aggressively pigeonholed you know and that's yeah. the thing about and like the thing about Sonic Adventure 2 is like Rufus is like femme but like she's kind of doing what she likes and stuff and like her relationship with Knuckles is kind of like the sort of like interesting like sort of sexy like one and off and she's like oh yeah he's kind of cool and he's like oh yeah it's like this is like, and, and, and you can and you can <laughs> but you can hear it in the music when Knuckles talk when Hun and P in the songs talks about Rouge or she says that she's sexy and smooth and and so 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 Knuckles, so, so there's this kind of like interesting like sexual tension between them which makes it feel really fun and exciting kind of like it's the batman catwoman yeah a little bit of that except knuckles is better than batman you know so <laughs> absolutely like, for, yes for sure yeah absolutely you know <laughs> and so like that's and that's and i think i think that made rouge a really interesting exciting character and then they just kind of take that away in this one and that's really disappointing but even then yeah, the but most- even 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 <laughs> all the ways that the people that it's clear that after certain points on a team they're not interested in rouge as a character she still comes out yeah super well in this game she still comes out in a way yeah. that's that's really really good to her which shows that Rouge is the greatest yeah I liked her throughout the story despite all that stuff too like mm-hmm. and have um as somebody relatively new to exploring the Sonic uh, universe in more depth I had the impression of Rouge as the like unfortunate you know feminine object yeah. for the male gaze yeah it's really too bad you know thing yeah but she's like I I have been pleased to see her in the context of the games and be like, yeah, she's absolutely framed that way some of the time. And also she's one of the best people in the story. Oh, she, 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 she's just, so fantastic. I mean, there, there's a, yeah. I mean, one of the best parts of one of my favorite things about Rouge, there are two things about Rouge I want to mention, which are a little bit mm-hmm. out of context. Hopefully that's okay. But like mm-hmm. one of yeah. the things, one of the things is that in the team Tango Sonic universe issue, Rouge is like yelling at shadow. Cause she's like, she's like his boss. She's like, uh-huh. yeah, which is like super f- because the thing is, like, the thing about Ruse is that she says something like, um, you know, she says uh, in that issue, Ruse is trying to get um, the solar emeralds, or she's trying to get something from Blaze. Okay. And so, and so they I ca- love Blaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blaze, I- Blaze is fantastic. And and the thing is, is like Ruse, like she pushes a bit too much. Like she she orders Omega to shoot rockets at Blaze, which also might hit Cream, right? And so like like Blaze has to like protect the rockets from essentially like blowing up this like eight-year-old child and shadow okay. turns to rouge and he's like what is wrong with you like why would you do that like are you like yeah. and he, he literally says to her are you out of your mind that you would do this uh-huh. you know and we're just like oh i think i like went a bit too far and stuff and then even at the end when they have to work together to start to stop being in bark at the end of the story uh-huh. um, you know shadow was like listen maybe we should turn this down and then rouge turns to him and he says no i never turn down i always get what i want and Shadow looks at him, and and he's like, and he like he gives her a look, like, are you really going to do this? Everyone's just like, okay, fine. You know what I mean? Like, there's like, like, there's like, no. And the thing is, like, there's that, there's like, it's such an interesting dynamic about Rouge, you know, about the way that she understands herself and how she kind of like goes too far a bit sometimes, but also she needs to step back for other people. You know what I mean? Like, she has like a lot of nuance about her. Yeah. You know, yeah. that yeah. isn't clear. You know what I mean? And it makes her such an interesting character. But a lot of people don't. A, some people don't see that, and also people don't take advantage of it when they write here, which is a bit of a disappointment. Right, exactly. And that shows, I think, in this game more than other games, so yeah. I just I just feel like it's worth mentioning that people at least know, you know what I mean? Have, like, totally, totally. It is kind of the thing. One of the things I thought yesterday about this is that the Sonic universe has great ingredients that are mostly misused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or very often misused, unfortunately. Like, Rouge 
is a good character and an interesting character and is depicted about halfway there. Yeah. yeah. And so, and when she is depicted well, she really shines and they can all be depicted in an interesting light. But so often for whatever combination of reasons, they are not a they the context they're put in or the story that's that's trying to be told or whatever doesn't elevate the characters to their like maximum potential. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I, I was wondering and kind of speculating about that being maybe one of the reasons why the Sonic fandom is so strong in a lot of ways, because you can you, you have these like, ah, this character is really cool. Why is there nothing cool for them to do? Yeah. Like, I want to write my own stories or, you know. Yeah. I mean, one of the thing, reasons why the Sonic fandom is, is so strong and like so good about stuff is, well, I mean, it depends, right? Because Sonic fandom is like a bit complicated because there's so many different yeah. weird subsections of it. But one of the totally. things is like, yeah, like, is that there's always the dream, right? Like, everyone has, like, everyone knows, there's this understanding that everyone is so understanding that this thing can be really good, which is why they keep believing in it. Well, I keep believing yeah. in it. You know what I mean? Like, we all kind yep. of know that, like, this thing is really good. Everyone knows this is really good. You know what I mean? The heart of it, there's, like, really strong stuff in there. And every yeah. time, like, like our, like, we're really excited about Sonic Mania, mm-hmm. yeah. just as, like, return to form for that kind of Sonic game. And I was surprised how, like much excitement i had for like what if it's good yeah yeah (laughs) like oh man this could be really good and and if it's not okay fine yeah but we'll we'll still be there yeah 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 so that's i mean the thing is like i never want to like push anyone else into it but for me it's like i'm always like i always believe all the time like i know it i know i'm right is a thing like when i write about (laughs) when i write about sonic i know that i'm correct about that this thing is good or this thing is you know so it's i mean for me it's like i totally totally understand and i hope that like your work on this and other people's explorations of these characters and this and and this material will feed back into the people who control this like control the ip right and and we'll go like oh look we do have good stuff we just didn't know how to treat it right yeah so one thing if i need to be brief about it what i'll say is that one of the reasons why sonic has never like so there you're right there is there's such a strange re- bunch of reasons why sonic never reaches his potential like there's so so many reasons right like it yeah it, and, and it's one of like the big questions about sonic which is like we know this thing is good so why are they never able to actually do it and part yeah, of, yeah. you know what i mean and but the, and the thing is this frustrating is that sonic mania is proof that they know how they know how to get mm-hmm. the people who know how to do things but i think the thing about sonic is that with 3d sonic 3d sonic is a whole problem right like yep. like doing 2d sonic like i'm I, i'm gonna get sonic mania i'm gonna like it but sonic mania was like 2d sonic was never the problem for me 2d sonic has, sure, has right. always functioned in a way that made sense so i don't I, i'm not relieved by sonic mania being good like what i need no, to see it's like is, yeah it's like oh of course it's gonna be good everyone knows it's good you good. finally paid attention to what was good and you did it again. yeah exactly <laughs> you know so it's for me it's like oh obviously the game is gonna be good i'm not even worried i was never worried about it you know but right. them fixing 3d sonic is like the really really big challenge like that's the really mm-hmm. thing that they, that you know takes i think what it would take is a lot of very specific creative revelations like a lot of very very strict and different shifts of thinking about what sonic is yeah that would require them people to make the right decisions about okay sonic is about the fiction 3d sonic which means we need to have we need to have writing that is more succinct yep and more specific they need to stop expanding outwards it feels like like stop bringing in gods and stop feeling like you need to create a whole new reality for 3d sonic like pull it back in see what happens if you just like yeah i know they've sort of tried to do that with sonic boom but it has not it's still not like a return to form it's still an addition of a new reality it it is so 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 what it takes is discipline right it's like creative discipline it's like writing Mm -hmm. discipline and taking writing discipline means having good leadership that understands that you want writing discipline that this is a thing that you want and that it's going to benefit you in the end 
but that yeah. takes that takes them to understand and to realize that and so yeah. whether they realize it or not is something that i guess is remains to be seen you know yeah yeah oh okay okay because the thing is i want to mention because i want to make sure if if we are wrapping up i just want to make sure i mention all the things that i feel like is important to mention with sonic 06 um great please okay yeah. so so first thing we need to talk about elisa's legs yeah i know we need to talk about her legs oh my gosh okay okay so she's kazooie <laughs> <laughs> she, you she, you carry her around and she helps you walk over terrain you wouldn't normally be talking about and she's got bright orange legs she's kazooie okay okay so <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, so the thing about Elise's leg is that they're orange. They're strange, bright orange. She looks like a strange, like plastic doll yes. on her lower body, and then she just has regular pale. She's just regular pale and white on the top, body, mm-hmm. on their upper body. What I want to say about this is that it's a thing that you should know if you don't know this. <laughs> yeah. As in, if you're listening, and the other thing is that what I want to say about it is that it's not an engine problem. I don't think so. My understanding of it is that it's it's not. Like the way I see it is that it can't be. It's not like a lighting problem. You know what I mean? Like it's no, not, it's, it's not tight. Right. It's the, the thing is, it's not like you know you walk in different lighting and it's still orange all the time. No, which means that it was intentional. It's a choice. It was intentional that they made her legs strangely bright orange and everything else, which is baffling. Which is like one of those little things about it that just freaks me out when I play it. I'm like, this is clear. They clearly wanted to do this. It doesn't. But why? It, yeah. It's like what? Uh, in Solianan culture, is it fashionable? to get in half of a tanning bed you know <laughs> like half of I, a tanning spray i don't think i any, don't know yeah no one else is like that so oh my gosh i just looked at the high res cutscenes that they do uh-huh. the, like really intense ones yeah. and her legs aren't orange in those no that's what i'm saying uh, that's exactly what i'm saying it's a model thing that her, her, her uh, model was was built to be like that to they, they, it was intentional that they made her that they made her legs that color <sighs> you know in a in a diffuse and specular light you know, and there's no explanation for why this is like there's no one like it, it, it doesn't it's not intuitive when you look at it that she should look that way. And she's just like that the way the whole game in every level. This is and absolutely one of the most disturbing parts of this. Yeah, game. Is, right, is but bo- this is the thing. Yeah, is the bottom like, half of her super release? You know, <laughs> and she's just and she's just waiting like, to turn into like this indestructible like yeah like, princess character. Like she only she she doesn't have enough rings to sustain the entire like she can't fully transform, but she's halfway there. That's Iblis poking out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just keep thinking like like what is like what what, what like what was happening during the yeah, process of doing this? Like did they? Like, I feel like it was, like, a half-formed idea where, like, they weren't sure what kind of color they wanted, like, how they wanted her to look <sighs> in the engine, and then they just stopped halfway, and then they just oh, released God. it. Like It's so weird. You know? Like, it's super... It's like, okay, that's, that's she, like, one of those things, like, that's just, like, th- there's so many different kinds of things that just, like, I play it, it just totally freaks me out, like... She know. and this game are definitively half-baked. You know, yeah. You know, the She's half-cooked. Th- yeah, the thing is that, <laughs> I just want to say, is that Sonic 06 is... It's not just a game that's not finished because there are games. Every game is not finished. Like a lot of yeah, games that true. come out on console are could have used two or three or more months. So this yeah, game absolutely. is not just like not finished. It is literal. It is almost literally a first draft that was released for sixty dollars. Like yeah. there's like I cannot think of another game that that so obviously never should have came out like this. And it's so baffling to me that anyone would release the game in the state. I mean, like the yep. thing about it is that. There are parts of the game that, you know, I mean, when you go into the second area of the Soliana town, I think it's called Port Town or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are buildings. That, there are tons of buildings that just aren't textured at all. I mean, they're like mm-hmm. one way textured. They're not lighted. Like there's no, there's no tesser action as in there's no like, you know, there's <laughs> nothing coming out of the building. There's just pictures on the buildings, yep. like, you know, like, like, you know, Quake style or something, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah. and there's, there's a part where there's a video where you find some parts in the way Sonic and some, you know, sort of weird 
like hidden levels in the game that are like part of the software that you can access yeah. or there are cars uh-huh. in the soul Animal oh right which means there were supposed to be cars in the game but they just never put it you know um weird like the the game like i tell i tell people it's not finished but it doesn't really hit you the impact of what this development is until you actually play how it, unfinished you know? it because it's just it's yeah. so unavoidable when you yeah do. yep um the thing about yeah. the structure of the game that i want to say mm-hmm. is that sonic 6 is structured like a is it is essentially structured like a dreamcast game um like in every way like you know technically and uh-huh. in the design sense of where things are put it is basically like a game that came out in 1998. Yeah, yeah. The thing is that the game has no sense of continuity, right? You know when mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure, when you're in, like, Speed Highway, and you get to mm-hmm. the part with the building, and it just teleports you to another building? Like, 2000, yeah. like the mid-2000s was a part where, during the seventh generation, where video games were figuring out how to make games feel smoother and more seamless. Yeah. And Sonic 06 is, like, one of the most, like, technically regressive video games of that time. Yeah. Because the game is structured almost identically like a game from the 90s um yeah and it's so and it just baffles me when i play it that it's so much like that sonic sonic adventure is the more progressive game than sonic 6 in terms of the way it puts stuff together and the thing is that the game is so overwhelming i said this last night and the game is so overwhelmingly fake because everything in the game is placed in this way that is so obviously intentional you know what i mean like when you when you use like a unity engine you're just like okay i'm gonna place a box over there i'm gonna place like some grass over here you know what I mean? Like nothing in the game feels like it was naturally supposed to be there. So it doesn't right, feel yeah. like it doesn't feel like it's part of a larger fiction. Like oh, trees just grew here where they were. There's nothing like that in the game at all. No. Feels placed. Um, every bumper, like everything that you're supposed to hit, is there for a reason, and each bumper connects seamlessly to the next bumper, unless it doesn't because the game breaks. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like even in Sonic Adventure, you know, it's like it felt like everything there had a particular purpose. Like if you have like a line of speed pads. It feels yeah. interesting because like, oh, this speed pad is supposed to do something here. That's like a really interesting like part of the level. But in yeah. Sonic, it almost feels random. Like it, yeah. almost, it almost feels like someone just placed like a thing in the middle of something with nothing around it for no reason. You know? Yeah, and half the time you hit a speed pad and it knocks you, it like pushes you into a wall. Yeah. It pushes like, you into enemies. Yeah. Like it, they really are. Yeah, like there are parts of it that just don't, like the, the game as like a game world is yeah. one of the most strangest and like disturbing like things I've seen in like a, a regular AAA <laughs> like sixty dollar game that was sixty dollars yeah. when it came out, you yep. know? And I just like I never know how to communicate the strangeness of like Sonic the Six as a game to people. Like I never know how to describe it until you play it of yeah. the the countless and countless kinds of things in the game that are just function in the way they're just so nonsensical. Um yep. Yeah. I think you I think you did a pretty good job there. And yeah. I think, okay, well, thank you. And I'm hoping that through hearing some of this, if people haven't played it, they might feel a little bit excited to try. Uh-huh. It's such an experience. Yeah, it's an experience is what I would say, too. It's, it, it's absolutely worth poking at. Like, I was really reluctant. To, I was like, no, I don't want to play it. Please don't make me do this. Uh, but but then I am glad that I did. Yeah. And, yeah. And Personally, I'm happy that I played it, too. I just I don't I feel bad, like, telling anyone else to. But if it's something that you're sure, if it's something that you're willing to do, then I would recommend it because it's absolutely nothing else it's not like nothing else i've ever played yeah you know it's interesting and you will suffer yeah like there's no doubt about that mm-hmm. so you are opening the door to pain but like but everybody says they like dark souls so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so you're probably used to it by this point you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um 
This has been so fun, and I feel like there are 400 other things we could talk about, but, like, this is good. Yeah, yeah, I really hope this, I really hope this was informative for, for people who are listening. I hope this was really useful. Yeah, it's funny to, it's funny to talk to you about it, because you know so much more about the Sonic world than we do, that yeah. it's, uh, it's kind of interesting to feel like I'm teetering on the edge of having a lot of knowledge about this too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But thank you so much for coming on. Uh, some wrap up stuff. We should thank our music people. Oh yeah. We use music by uh, Bulby and Dave Duncan and Goodnight Productions and sometimes from the Sonic games. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Say good on to us. And, uh, uh, <laughs> say good on to us. And um, we want to thank Zelani Stewart again for being on the show. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. On Twitter, you are at F-E-N-G-X-I-I. Yep. And your writing is on Medium and other websites. Yep. Uh, Kotaku and other places. Uh-huh. And uh, it's good stuff on there. Follow, follow, follow. Yeah. Next, <laughs> after this, we will be going back to talking about Sonic X. If you have particular Sonic expertise or are interested in coming on as a guest, you can send us an email. Or if you have a friend that you'd like us to talk to, let us know yeah. on Twitter or via email, show at gmail.com. We'll close... And we would like for you to say your name, and then we'll say our names. And uh, well, then we'll all say, and you're to show. I'm Zelani. I'm Caleb. And I'm Nick. And, and you're, you're to show. show. <laughs> <laughs>